Ladies and gentlemen, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Join Ads. You know what I'm saying? We we only too strong, but, you know, we we, we holding building. it down. We holding it down. You know, other colleagues got things going on that they handling. Um, but we we going to do what we got to do, man, because, you know, it's a big weekend coming up for the fathers. Yes. And uh, so we want to put some stuff in the atmosphere, man. First of all, just thanking uh, all the fathers for doing what they do, uh, you know, holding it down, especially those of you who are out there holding it down in situations that you came into. Yeah. You know, you're a father, um, you know, because you married someone or, or you, you're in a relationship with someone who already had children and maybe the father wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So big ups to you guys for that adoption. You know, big ups for you guys doing that. Definitely big uh, You know, I, I got some good friends that's doing big things uh, in, that, in, that, uh, in that arena. Uh, shout out to my boy Xavier. You know who you are, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And, and all the brothers out there who are holding it down the same. Um, and yeah, for all of us natural fathers who planted the seed and yes. we've been, you know, watering the seed and growing yes. the seed ever yeah. since the seed came into yes. existence. Yes. We doing our thing. And um, yeah, man. So blessings and, and kudos to the fathers out there. So um, just starting the airs out today, man. I just kind of want to touch on, on, you know, fatherhood. It's been a lot of crime committed inside of our city, man, the last week. Uh, I'm talking about a lot of stuff, y'all. And a lot of it has been really young men. Yes. Really young men. And so, um, you know, it's my heart to try to figure out. And some of them were fathers. And some of them were fathers, young fathers. Mm -hmm. So what can we do um, to, to kind of stop this pattern that we see, uh, particularly in, you know, we be honest, be real, particularly in the black community, because that's what we see. That's what we know, you know, being honest. Not that these things don't happen in other communities, but this is what we see. This is what we know. Mm -hmm. This is what we come in contact with. What can we do for our young people, our young men in particular, in the black community to try to head off some of this unnecessary violence that's been popping off? I, man, you know what? I, I think we got to give a city like Gaston more things to do to show that violence is not the way. Because I think these kids get sucked into it early. Yeah. Parents leave early, dads leave early. Divorce is one of the things that happen uh, between, you know, mom and dads, and they leave. And so the son is out there uh, just by himself mm -hmm. in, in the sense of, of words because mom has to work now because she got to support uh, the a family. household. She got to support the family. family. That's and right. so with dad being gone, not saying he's not supporting it, but he's sending what he can if he do child support or whatever, but that's not right. enough to do anything. Right. And so I think, you know, other men, you know, we always say they step up, coaches are stepping up, mm -hmm. but you know, these kids got to just want it for themselves and you got to, we got to be a strong influence for these, for these children, take them to different places. Right. Like, uh, even though, uh, my quarterback, his mom signed him up for the camp, but he rolled with me down there because she had things she had to go do. But filling the gap for people like that to be mm -hmm. to be one of those people to take them places to to show them a whole new world because some of these kids never seen anything. Man, brother, what you saying is so real to me, man. Because when I used to work with with young people, man, mm -hmm. uh, you know, after school program in the city, and um, you know, we, we used to try to help parents out with after school care, and you know, there was a lot of other things that was good, but there was also some things that wasn't so good, and that's mm -hmm. why it didn't last the way it needed to. So one thing I say is consistency with people True. with the right mindset and heart to do the right things consistently. True. Um, and so that way we can create programs that last. 
Yes. And yes. actually stay around. But the other thing was God hit me with access, man. He say these kids need to access something that they're not, that they're not getting at home. Yes. And yeah. you, what you just said just lines right up with that. How can you, how, what can we do to provide access to a, a different type of lifestyle or a different type of path? You know what I'm saying? To show kids that, hey, something other than what you see every day is happening out here. True. And you are qualified just because you're here. Like, it's no, you got to have a certain amount of money. You got to have a certain amount of status. No, you're qualified just because you're right. here. Yeah. If you want to try to, you know, engage in it or whatever, we have to open the door so that they can do that, so they can have that opportunity. And I think the people that's over those type of things has to stop being so money hungry. I always want money. Right. And say so they want to see a turnaround within the community. Uh, because, you know, like the, the Boys Club, you know, Boys Club was a great thing back in the day when we was younger. We had me in there mm -hmm. that was saying, if you write this uh, essay, we'll take you to a Charlotte Hornets game. And that was really huge for us back then. Now, mm -hmm. you got so many people who take those roles now um, and embezzlement happens because, mm -hmm. you know, they're not making enough money. So then kids see stuff like that. They're like, ah, oh, man, you was a fraud anyways. You you really weren't here for us. So I think we got to have people that's solid who want to really help kids out, who really want to not have the the lights on them, but more focused on the kids so where they can see, you know what, well, he really cares for me. He really want to see me go places. And like I said, the access is there then. But I think we keep um, not putting the right people in place. Mm -hmm. That really hurts. And then too, man, I, I think it comes down to what the city going to do. And I know you don't put things yeah. on government, but what yeah. the city going to do because inflation is high. Mm -hmm. People are struggling. Yeah. You're bringing in a lot of new businesses. I'm not going to say jobs. I'm saying you're bringing in a lot of new businesses. Mm -hmm. But with that, you're pushing out some people to the outskirts. That's you, right. Then people That's go behind. Right. So now kids are going to be like, man, my mama's struggling. Mm -hmm. Now everybody know a boy ain't going to never let his mama struggle. Right. No. And so he's going to go get it by any means. But how could that been help with, you know, I, if the city going to go up with new buildings, new things, new inflation, new taxes, that mama check go up a little bit. Deep. Yeah, I mean, and not just that, but give mama the opportunity to work at these businesses. To, to, to ha establish businesses of her own mm -hmm. within this structure. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, you putting up nice stuff, mm -hmm. but how much of it is geared towards actually helping the community turn around from the lower, you know, portions of it. Right. Which to me, enhances your overall community. It does. If you bring the bottom up, then, you know what I'm saying, that's just bringing the whole community yeah. up. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but I see a lot of opportunities and stuff coming and it brings in other wealth and other types of people, but you're, you're like you say, you're pushing the ones that really need it even further out. Because some of the people, because some of the things you're bringing in, like the cigar and wine lounge we have uptown gas on you. I mean, that's a cool place. I, I saw some pictures of some really important people in there the other day. Mm -hmm. But how's that helping that struggling mom over there? She ain't going to ever see the inside of that. Right, right. You know, she ain't right. going to see the inside of some of these things. So I think that will help um, some, of the, some of these young guys. Man, they play sports. Um, matter of fact, I, gotta, uh, I have my kid's uncle. He told me a story when he got into the street life. He said, man, I was playing football, but nobody came to support me because mm. everybody had to work. He said, I get people had to work. Bills had to be paid. But because of the support was not there, I dropped out of school. Mm. Because of the support was not there and no money was there, I did other things. Yeah, I worked at Burger King, but I also had this other life I was trying to do. Man. Get money on my own. So then he had a baby early. That and, screams at me, bro. Yeah. So then, then things start happening earlier because the support. And so we we as parents, especially as fathers, since Father's Day is on the rising force, man, we really got to go above and beyond. You, 
Good enough is never great. Good it's, good enough. It, it's our duty. Yeah. It's our duty. It's This is not something that n- anybody need to get a pat on back. I wanted to shout out fathers because, yeah, sometimes we don't get the recognition that we deserve. Yeah, some okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I get that. But at the end of the day, do we really have to have a pat on the back for doing what we're supposed to do? Uh-huh. No, it shouldn't be that like that. You know, unless it can make us rich as a people a lot of times or give us some type of recognition, we don't want to go out loud. We don't want to go out in. And that's really one of the things that's, that I feel like is really killing our community is because if we can't get rich off one another. Right. And put, or, or get in the limelight off of each other, then uh, you know what the heck with that, man? I ain't doing all that, or I ain't going out there, I ain't putting all that, I ain't investing, right. you know. Right. But the mindset has to change. That listen, I am carrying on the legacy of you know what helped me get where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And then even for those who like like your your kid's uncle and even my story to a certain degree, when you feel like you didn't get that support, all the more reason for you to turn that thing around yeah. and do the right thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. because me, I man, I had a, a I had a riff with the church mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. because I felt like we were out here, man, me and my partners, my buddies, we were out here. We were talented, man. Um, but, you know, the church was like, yeah, they cool and all. And then some some people in the church was like, because, you know, I, I'm a gospel rapper, poet, poet, all that stuff. Right. They they wasn't even feeling it. It was like, we don't even want that in the church. And that's crazy. Like, you know you're what doing saying? something positive for the kingdom. Why wouldn't you not? They couldn't even see past the style of it, much less the fact that, like, my pastor said at the time, he was my youth pastor. He was like, it's more word in what they saying than what you hear in certain sermons. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But they did. They just saw it as something that was different and not what they usually do. And so they ostracized it. And it was hard for us to get, you know, any type of recognition or attention. So it, we got wrapped up in looking at things from a worldly standpoint mm-hmm. and thinking, well, that's that's the success, right? If you're not getting attention, then we maybe we need to take it out in the streets. Crazy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know a lot of guys who were good dudes, who were very skillful, who ended up doing secular music, mm-hmm. not just secular, but ended up in the streets. Right. Because of that same premise that the church just did not embrace them for their gift and see them. You know what I'm saying? And, and what they offered for the kingdom. It's just the ignorance of the black church of the 80s and the 90s. Um, because, and, and, I, and I say ignorance, I'm not saying to be mean. I'm just saying it like, you took a word from your pastor because a lot of black people couldn't still not read mm-hmm. in the 30s and 40s and mm-hmm. 50s. So then the ignorance came in 60s and 70s, even though you could read it, but he always had final say as the pastor. Mm-hmm. So since the ignorance is there, we pushed a lot of our children away. Mm-hmm. So what the church was doing for kids in the 60s and 70s and 80s, you come in, you're a robot, you sit down, clap, 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 amen. Then you probably just follow the cycle. You know, 80s and 90 kids and now 2000 kids, like we don't just want your word for it. Mm-hmm. We want to say it's another way we can do it, but then we don't get that support from there. Well, you know, the streets, the streets going to always give you false support. That's right, because they, they are for their own and they want you to become a part of it mm-hmm. so they can continue on. Yeah. Because if one of them make it, then the message continues to go and be stronger Strong. and stronger. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I, I shout out once again to my pastor, Pastor Rico McClooney, because he was big time for me because he came into my life in a time where I was teetering on those lines yeah. because my heart was hurt. You know what I'm saying? My heart was hurt. I'm like, I'm giving this stuff out to people that I thought, you know, had my back and loved me. And and, you know, a lot of it was a false sense of support because we were starting to get certain types of attention. Yeah. But when it didn't come out the way that people thought it was going to come out, then all of a sudden 
it's like, oh, we don't do y'all no more. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I was feeling like, okay, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me the little bit of love that you was, quote unquote, showing was really because you thought we was about to take off and go somewhere. Right. And then when it didn't but do when that. But when it didn't pan out, yeah. all of a sudden it's like, nah, we're, you know, on to the next. But he helped me to realize that we didn't do it for people. Right. That that it was for God and it was for the relationship that we had with God. And that's the most important thing. And that helped me stay in God because right. otherwise it was just about being in church, church. and yeah. church wasn't doing us right. So I was going to get yeah. out of the church. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it always happens. But that's not, man, but that's not like an American black culture thing. Because mm-hmm. um, you see other uh, people of, of, of darker tones. You know, people talk about Africa all the time. It's not like that. They're more about right. supporting you and things you have. They're trying to, you know, get with it or whatever. I think that's an American culture for us as black people because we really don't have a culture over here. Mm. And so, therefore, I, Marcus, you ain't making me no money, man. I quit today, man. I ain't come yeah. back to this podcast no more. We ain't doing nothing <laughs> with it. We just over here talking, nah, but you know, you got to grind that thing, though. That's you got to right. work it. You got to right. figure out, okay, it's like playing Tetris. How mm-hmm. are we going to make this thing fit, this shape? And I think sometimes because we don't have that. Um, in our communities, we just try to find the easy way out sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, even with sports, you know, man, I ain't going nowhere no way. Man, I'm stopping playing today. Yeah, but you got to keep working this thing. Yep, that's right. And But then when it comes to our communities and, you know, with our young men, I think Serena Williams' dad was on to something. I just think people thought he was crazy the way he did it. As far as like, He said, I got a plan for their life when they was born. And I'm like, whoa. Ain't nobody in church ever teach me that. Man. They have a plan for my son's life. So when my son came to me and said, Dad, I want to go to Clemson. I said, well, if God do his part, I'm going to do my part. You just right. got to do yours. God That's give right. you the height and physical abilities. I'll make sure we get to these camps. You got to get the grades in this place. It's like an arrow, mm-hmm. and you have to guide the arrow. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you think about it, you're like, hey, an arrow doesn't shoot itself. It doesn't. You know? Mm, and true. so so when you're looking at that thing, you're like, yeah, we are supposed to feed into our children as fathers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As the church, we're supposed to feed into our communities, our yes. people, yes. so that we can have the confidence and grow. The program should be there and be so strong that the government come and say, how can we be a part of this? Yes. Like you said earlier, it's not that we're dependent on you, but you start to see the impact. I'm going to tell you one I, I know it's going to sound like I'm bragging on my pastor, but honestly, <laughs> he one of them real dudes who was actually a father. He's mm-hmm. a father out here, not just to his children. He's a father figure that, you know, and, and you know, I know we close in age, probably he more like a big brother or a young uncle, but right, still right. a father figure, you know, to me and so many others. But in the community, man, he is putting things together to the point to where the the government finding about him, finding mm. out about him, right? And and our church, and yeah. they like, man, y'all doing all that, y'all doing these things. Yeah, how can we be a part? Yeah, how, and, how can we open doors for you? And that's normally how that thing happened, man. If you go ahead and start doing it, but I think sometimes, man, we get caught up on the right community, the right place, the right because, like, right now, I work at Grid Middle School, and this past year, I'm not gonna lie, it was rough. Uh, some young men and young women was. Wild out here in these streets. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That that can lead to some of the actions that took place inside the city here lately. And it's like, but you asking for churches to support you, ah, we really don't want to support them because of all the negativity. Mm-hmm. Well, why won't you be the change to help us change then? Exactly. Like, why don't you come down here? Did we need that's you need to be here? Why would you go somewhere that's already striving doing well? 
Why, why are we going over there for that? They already got people helping them out. Mm-hmm. Come here. Because that's a that right there is a path to success for somebody who's an opportunist mm-hmm. looking to come up instead of somebody who's looking at the, at the glass and saying, okay, it, it ain't even half full, half <laughs> it, it ain't got nothing ain't in there. We're going to get some stuff in that right, glass. You right. Know? You know, but all these things that we're talking about, really, we, we're just saying, we can do more than what we've been doing, but we have to look at it differently. Yeah, because I'm tired of going to funerals and everybody saying, oh, we should have loved on him more. Oh, we should have did this for him. Yeah, it's too late now. Yeah. He yeah. in the ground. When you, when you go to the ground, it's too late. You saw the life they was living. Mm-hmm. And every kid I get a chance to talk to that I know is doing something out here crazy, running the streets or whatever, I'm telling them, like, listen, there's no... There's no benefits to this. None. Ain't no 401k to this. None. Ain't nothing but death or jail. That's right. And, and when you go to jail or die, guess what? We're going to move on with life. That's right. We're going to cry today, and then we're going to move on tomorrow. And, and you know, I look at it like this. Anything, the Bible clearly says the wages of sin is death. Yes. We want to look at everything from a standpoint of, ooh, what's right or what's wrong, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, the foundation Nation. of peace. But really, when you break it down, the wages of sin is death is so true because anything that you're doing that's not right, when you get caught up in it, something dies. Yes. You in prison. Yeah, you're still living, but your opportunity yes. to plant seeds and move yes. things and create stuff is dead for yeah. however long you're in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're dead to the community even after a while. Even some of your family forget about you. you. And so much change when you come home. Exactly. You're like, man, I was, I was gone for five years. Yeah, but you know how much stuff changed in five years? Technology don't wait for no man. That's a death. <laughs> you, you, that's lost. You'll yeah. never get that back. Never get it back. That's a death. So, you know, so we got to get to a point to where we want to see life in our community, you know, beyond just, you know, what the cliches are and all that stuff. We want to see it from the foundation up. So that means we're going to have to build some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have to stick in together, come together. We're going to have to put our resources together, our minds together. We got to get on one accord. I know it's a church on every block, but yeah. we're going to have to narrow that down to maybe a few main ministries that help us come together as a unit. Yeah. And we need to we need to start working. And the nobody ground. try to be like, yeah, we're going to establish, you can establish leaders with churches coming together. But don't try to take over. Right. Don't, don't be that person. Right. Well, my church is here. No, because that's not going to help because people are going to see the rift and they're going to be like, well, I'm gone. We'll know where you're really at, though. Yeah. Because if your heart's really in the right place, you will humble yourself. Yes. If your heart is really in the right place, yes. you'll say, you know what? Yeah, I got a million ideas on how to do this thing right here, but it look like it's rolling. So let me just get in where I fit in so I can see the big, bigger picture, picture. come to come. Yeah. And when somebody need another fresh idea, guess what? There you it is. You got one right. You, you got one right. You know what I'm saying? So until we can do those type of things, though, we're going to continue to see the cycles that we're seeing. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the best thing we can do is when we have one-on-one opportunities to try to reach people. But we are going to have to start having some community advocacy, some community service that, that really serves us as a whole to come up and do better and be better. We really going to have to infiltrate our poor places, our, oh, our, yeah. our, our ha- houses that don't have fathers and all these things. And the only way we can do it effectively is if we come together. Yeah. And, I'm, and I don't, I never want to say it's too late for like, you know, older kids or whatever, but we really got to start working on parents. Cause one thing I noticed working at the school, at middle school age, you didn't see no fault in what your child did wrong. Mm. And I said, yo, you can't have that. I said, you, you know, we got to work on them 
to be healed because some somewhere along the line they broke. Yeah. They 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 done broke it. It's done. So we gotta fix them so they can fix their kids. They can see well the wrong was that you know I had one 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 parent come and talk about if they gonna bully my child. I told my child to fight back, but what are you really gonna get out of that? Right. I right. said, how about you tell your child to go tell a teacher? Yeah. So then a the teacher can do something about it. Yeah. Why don't you come up and have like positive conversations on what we can do? I said, you teaching violence to meet violence. Well, there ain't nobody ever got nothing out of that. That's nope. how more death comes. Yep. And you're going to end up having a situation where it goes too far and then it's too late. And now we had another situation where a young person is out of here where something could have been prevented by a simple conversation mm -hmm. or by somebody being proactive enough to say, you know what, let me step up. Let me help yep. out. I don't expect for teachers to do all these things. No, no. Let me step up and do some things. Let me come to the forefront with some ideas and say, hey, how about as parents, we 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 could uh, unite with schools and we have some assemblies where we can actually just sit down and talk to our kids about certain safety and certain things. Yeah. And how about I get to know the other parents? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, like when we were coming up, man, like my parents knew other people's parents. Right. We hung out. We were we were around other people and they at least knew them on a first name basis, basis enough to be able to have a conversation about certain things and hold each other accountable. I mean, you know, when community changed, because, you know, back in the day, if your mama saw me doing something wrong, she's probably going to thump oh, my head. All day. My, my mama said, you do something wrong. Gonna all and she's going to tell your parents, listen, this is what I saw. Good. Yeah. You know, and now and you, you get, don't have that. Yeah. And you get thumped again when you get, get home. home. Like, yep. it really was a community. Um, I remember one time, man, a lady, <laughs> this is funny, man, a lady saw me and my brother playing with her son because her son was at my cousin's house. Uh -huh. We didn't know him, but my cousin knew him. Uh -huh. And she, and, and my cousin's grandma knew, knew this lady. So we were all over there playing and she saw us and she was like, who y'all daddy? <laughs> and so we looked at it and, uh, and we was like, Johnny Mooney, uh, Johnny Mooney. And they was like, oh, is that Jeffrey Mooney? Is that his brother? Like, yeah, that's our uncle. <laughs> Ooh, I know Jeff. <laughs> oh, we were like, we were like, oh, okay, you, Jeff. oh you do. <laughs> you know, oh, how yeah. well do you know him? Oh, yeah, I know, I know your uncle. I know your daddy too. I know them. And so she was like, oh, well, what y'all doing? You know, like when we just over here playing, like, y'all ever want to come spend a night? Man, we went over to the lady house. Man, she gave us all the good snacks. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she, just, she ordered all the good food. Ooh, and you're going to get that. <laughs> you know, but it's just relationships, like relatability. Mm -hmm. You know, we getting away from that. Now yeah. it's all about competition and us pinning ourselves against one another. And, you know, man, instead of really having community, knowing each other and trying to be there for each other. Because somebody told us we lived in the hood. Yeah. Somebody yeah. told us we lived beneath the poverty line. Yeah. Because now everybody trying to move to the suburbs and can't afford it mm -hmm. and then you're struggling every day you're mad every day you don't pay your kids no attention every day yeah. you can't go to the game because i gotta work three four job 13 hour shifts and it's like but somebody told you you was poor yeah but when you was but when we were quote unquote community based poor from what they say we knew everybody yeah we yeah. knew things and i think man I, I really think um what we see today is really something that the 80s and 90s was trying to prepare us for, was showing us, and we didn't look at it. We just looked at it like, man, we are poor. Yeah. Man, we don't have... We accepted have everything that was handed it, to yeah. us. We and accepted I, it. And, and, no problem. With no problem. No, and so now, our kids running the mug, because I, I, you just don't have your kids go crazy out of nowhere. Right. It's a seed that's planted, and yeah. slowly but surely develops into a whole bunch of weeds and a whole bunch of craziness. Yep. With that small know. snowball that yeah. just comes yeah. with this big old Avalanche. giant... Yeah. Boom. Because it's like, when we was doing that, you had community... Yeah, you may have one or two people who have a bad apple on that tree. Yep. But for the most part, the community locked it down. 
And so they said, all right, we can get y'all to separate mm-hmm. and move. We'll destroy a whole generation. And so now a generation of kids here lately, they've been killing themselves like <laughs> rapidly, man. Like, and I'm trying to figure out what are we killing for? Are we killing over a woman? Because mm-hmm. I mean, no, no disrespect so, to women. So- some of it's there. And and you know what? Somebody said something to me. It might have been my dad. Somebody said something to me that really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, basically just saying, man, a really good woman won't put you in trouble. Yes. They'll get you out of get it. Get you out or of it. Or keep you from it. Yes. Because if they really love you, they don't want you to get your hands dirty. They they honoring you by making sure that y'all get out of that situation right. straight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And 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 I I value that because it's been some situations where I wanted to act up and act ugly, but then I thought about it. It's like, man, but do I really want to do that for her? Right. You know, right. Because, because see the reason why we even got this situation going, going on, on right now, you know. And because when you go to jail, guess what? She going to be on. Let me not say it like right. that. Right. She's going to be somewhere. She's going to be somewhere. <laughs> let me just put that like that. She, she ain't coming down there after them first two weeks you in jail. You know she ain't come see. You ain't mm-hmm. fighting no more. You ain't trying to get out of here to see me. I'm here because of you. Yeah, right. And how much of this fighting have you done for me? I ain't seen no lawyers coming <laughs> like, yeah, but she really putting it down, yeah, trying right. to get you out. No, right. you know, but man, you know, let's do this, man. Let's, <laughs> let's pivot because we need to talk about some sports, man. We need to put some stuff in the atmosphere, but y'all, y'all fill our hearts. Hopefully yes. let's work hard in our communities. Let's figure some things out. Shoot us some ideas of what y'all think we could even present to our, our, you know, elected officials and stuff yeah. like that, or what we could just come together as a community on our own and do. But anyway, that's one thing we about to pivot. What's going on out here in these sports streets, bro? All right, breaking news. The man I've been giving the business to on this show, LeBron James, I like to give him a round of applause. Uh, Yep, yep. Him, Michael Jordan, and Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods especially, are all three billionaire athletes. With the B. With the B. Not not no M. Billionaire. B. And I and I listen, I give LeBron credit, man, because everything he's doing, he is when I say he's changing the game, he's really changing the game of basketball, what an athlete is. Um, him being a great father. Uh, I mean, I know people got knocks on Michael Jordan, stuff he did, you know, divorce, you can say whatever. But Michael, I mean, but LeBron James has been holding it down since he came in the league. Um, 20-year-plus relationship with his wife, Savannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful kids. Uh, There's nothing else you can really say about him. And I give Tiger Woods credit. Tiger Woods took a hit. Yeah, but he, he, he but got he bounced up. back, got up. He got up. And he crossed that billionaire mark, too. So two billionaire, billionaires crossing over with like a week apart from each other into that LeBron and into the movies. Uh, so, you respect, know, athletics, respect. a lot of respect, man. So athletics can really take you somewhere. Um, but it's about what you do as a businessman, as the athlete. That's right. You know, you can be the athlete all day and not make it. Um, and then stand on the money train with that. Uh, let's talk about Nick Saban and Deion Sanders with Ooh. the NIL deals. You know, Nick Saban came for the cat fight going him. on. The cat yeah, fight. Yeah, man. And Deion was like, well, you know, hey, you know, listen, Alabama, y'all been doing this for years. Yeah. And it's crazy now that in college football, you're really competing with boosters. Yeah. Because Ohio State said, I need $13 million for my for my team to look like it looked like right now. I like, There's a lot of money out here. Uh-huh. Uh, so these NIL deals, name, image, and likeness, are really causing some trouble. Ah, good trouble. Yeah. They're yeah. causing some good trouble. Yeah. I'm not going to say causing trouble. So, so, causing yeah. good trouble. Yeah. But look, I think about it like this. 
if this thirteen million on top of the table, mm. how much is under the table? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> how much of it that, do we can't see? That's the, the, ask the you true know, question. It's some money out there in college sports, man. And because I know Dion' biggest issue was with with some of these guys, the Nick Saban issue too. Like I like I uh, told somebody earlier, you don't even have to show up to do the commercial for the NIL deal. Whoa! Like you getting the NIL deal, you're getting this million, two million, three million dollars. But you're not even showing up putting the work in because if you think about it, how many college athletes have you actually seen in the commercial? I hadn't seen a lot of them, I'll be honest with you. And a lot of them getting money. Like the kid from Alabama, he has already made $3.5 million. I have not seen that one national uh, commercial yet. So, I mean, let me ask you this because we didn't get to talk about this previous, but I really I really have to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. So do you think uh, they're, they're kind of gearing it towards the local sports scene and maybe doing more endorsement stuff there? Well, or, or or is it supposed to be more or less a national concentration at that point? I mean, what do you think? I say this. I I, I watched my god sister's son who played with Iowa uh, Hawkeyes last year. He did a lot of autograph signings. He did a lot of uh, local mom and pop store. Yeah. He ain't bring no million dollars. Now he, he, <laughs> now he ain't, don't get me wrong, he but good. he ain't bring no million he dollars. Ain't bringing no million but you, dollars. I, I'm just going to say this. Alabama may have some good things out there, but for, you, for a kid to get $3.5 you need to be doing some national. For, right. Right. That's <laughs> a lot. Listen. National campaign. Right. <laughs> and the linebacker that we never heard of made $1.5 million. Where did money come from? Right. I ain't seen I ain't seen Alabama do no I you know, I ain't seen Alabama do no national spots yet. Wow. I, I haven't I haven't seen wow. it yet. But I mean I'm not hating on them. I mean, yeah. they're gonna give you the money, uh, and you don't have to show up. Well, what about what about this? You think that they're maybe targeting the season so that everything is relevant to the games and everything like that? So maybe we'll see some campaigns roll out I, during I, the actual season. I can say that. I, I think now that we've been two years removed from COVID, COVID yeah. and people coming back to the stands and people are bored now watching and stuff like that, you probably will see that this year. So I'm gonna be looking though. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm looking. Gonna be, too. I'm gonna be looking. You got my antenna up because only the only uh, player quarterback that I have seen in a commercial is um, is um, Sh- Shador Sanders. Nah, yeah, Deion Sanders. Son. He's son, in the yeah. by Dre headphone commercial. He's about the only one that I have really paid attention to and like. I right, bet. Got you. Got you. Yeah, man. So it's it's it's. We talked about it when it first went down, when things, even when it was circulating and it wasn't even all the way out mm-hmm. yet, we talked about it. And um, so, yeah, if you had to see, go back to some of those earlier shows, y'all will hear some of that. Um, but what what we were concerned about was how they were going to police this thing. Yes. You know, and so now we're seeing it kind of become chaotic a little bit because everybody knows that bigger schools are going to have an upper hand no matter Definitely. what you do. They're going to have an upper hand. But now that there is a little bit more of a, I guess you could say, a playing field that's leveled because you can have a Deion Sanders at an mm-hmm. HBCU. Now they want to, some of the bigger schools, Nick Saban's, if you will, want to have something to say about this thing because they realize, okay, maybe it wasn't rolled out with enough rules and regulations Places. to actually keep everybody in the same pocket so that we could still have the advantage yeah, that right, we right, used to have. Right. You know? But I got a question for you when it comes to NIL deals. Yeah. Should high school do it? I honestly, can I be real? Be real. To, from my heart of hearts, hmm. I I don't think so. Unless they roll it out like this, 
you can earn money for your school and your program, mm-hmm. and then they can turn around and help you collegiately. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? To to get to the next level, whether it be camps or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you might need if mm-hmm. you're an athlete to get to the next level. But I don't think it should just be writing checks. Because I know, I know from what I read the other day, I get a lot of school stuff since I helped out with coaching. Um, they said the, North, the state of North Carolina would not be doing NIL deals for public school. Mm-hmm. Well, the kid, Mikey, who played basketball, yep. what I read on him before. Now, Mikey, if you hear this, you can always correct me. This is what I read. So people putting it out there. That he's already had an NIL deal with being in the private school sector. Mm. And he is already close to that million dollar mark. Wow. Wow. Because I mean, everything from Twitter, from YouTube. I'm not I'm not one to take money out of anybody's pocket. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not what I'm saying. If it's already in the works, like whatever, you know, you make your money. But I, I'm just I'm fearful because for one, a lot of times. You know, you already have colleges that's not even where they need to be in order to handle some of this stuff. True. Now true. you're trying to put it on high schools. Yes. And then the corruption that's already taking place. Right. On, I mean, you know, it can get really, really ugly. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's the only thing. Like somewhere we got to preserve and protect the innocence of our children. And money takes away from that. It does. As much as we love it and need it or whatever. Well, I won't say love it. As much as we like it and need it. Uh, because the love of money is the root of all evil. evil. So we ain't loving money out right. here. But we do like it. And yeah. we do understand its importance. Um, but with money comes a lot of evil. A lot, yes. of, a lot of responsibility. A lot of problems. You know. And so do we really want to put that on a high school athlete? Even though they are carrying the school a lot of times on their shoulders. You know. You know, uh, do we want to put that on them at that point in time in their life? And are we jeopardizing their future at that point? Because even I even asked that with the NIL on the yeah, collegiate yeah. level. You know, are you going to work as hard and be as hungry to make it to that next mm-hmm. level if you already got a couple mil in the bank True. coming out of college? I, well, I look at it two ways with, with that. One, I'm going to say this about high school. It makes it hard for a father to tell a son what to do if he makes if he, he Yeah, he's so bringing he in hard. money. He, yeah. getting, he got the bag. <laughs> he making more than you ever made. You know what I'm that saying? That makes it tough. Did you with college, man, I'm for the NBA... In, in, in college basketball, I don't hear about too many people in NIL deals, even though they probably do have them. Just don't mm-hmm. hear about it a lot. They're one and done. I don't know if it really matters that much with them. But for but for football, college football, the NIL deal can be good and bad. Good because, you, yeah, you're making money. Bad because, like you said, you're not as hungry. But it also don't let you leave too early. Mm-hmm. You don't have to leave. Like, say you, because you got to leave after your junior. Well, you can't leave until you're a junior. Mm-hmm. So after you got to be three years removed from your college, I mean, from your high school graduation. But sometimes as a red shirt sophomore, you had a decent game. Now you want to leave because you already had that three years removed. Mm-hmm. Now I come back because now you're still earning money. So I can see how if I have four or five million dollars, I'm okay. I can, I can, mm-hmm. I don't have to make that decision because I do have some money. If I invest correctly now, it can, you know, do something for me later. But I just think sometimes with the NBA, with that one and done, they leave so early mm-hmm. and they never get to that point. Like, oh, I got to go get this money because my mama's struggling. Well, now the NIL deal has helped you out a little bit. I, I want, I say this and then, you know, we get ready to wrap it up. We had a great show, I feel like, man. And, you know, we held it down with, uh, without our brothers. Right, this is right. tough, y'all. Tough. This is tough. <laughs> you know, we miss, miss you. Uh, I, I call Pastor Bishop. He's not, uh, you know, certified bishop. But I, I call him that because there's ministry in me and others, and he, he helped oversee us. Yes. So that's why I call him the bishop. And then, of course, Paris, one of the funniest dudes that we know. Right. Uh, we're missing y'all, but, you know, we, we 
been trying to hold it down. But I got to ask you this before we get ready to go, bro. As far as the NIL and all these other things that's coming down the pipeline, are we really benefiting from that as a community of people? Because, and the reason why I ask that is because I, I all, I'm always skeptical of anything uh-huh. that is big business because I don't oftentimes see it as being something that's truly has that truly has us in mind for success. It, some of us will be successful, but overall, I don't think it was put together to say, hmm, we want to see that community come up. So do you see any angles to this thing? And and if so, what what's any what are what are any reserves that you might have? I always tell people anything they don't want no more, they give to us. As I always tell, I always tell people that either they don't want, they don't even make arguments argument anymore. It's right. Scraps. So therefore, if they're giving us three million, they're making three hundred million. So yeah, yeah. So I, I is it really for community now? Because think about it. When you get that three million dollars, that's what they're gonna do to it. Tax it. Yep. So are you really getting three million dollars? Did I really make three point five million? I really didn't make it. So then I'm still back at square one because by the time you go out here, because nobody's teaching you financial literacy. And that's what I was about to say. Nobody's it teaching you that part. It don't come with the financial literacy mm. class. It don't come with the advocacy you need to make sure you make smart mm. decisions. It's, it's not coming with it that. It don't come with that. Because everybody, every college athlete I have spoken to who has an NIL deal, man, I'm trying to get a car. Mm. What a car you trying to get is a $200,000 car. You know, I'm trying to move off campus. Why move off campus? Campus free. Yeah. You moving off? Why? I mean, I got to be free. So I'm going to go buy this nice apartment, this condo over here. You do know you got to keep paying for that. Yeah. You ain't making that much money. So I don't really think it comes with the benefit to, to really help us out. No, I don't, and then I don't think so. When you think about the things that usually get our athletes in trouble, sex, drugs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Violence. Yeah. These are the things that are hovering there that, yeah, they welcome more of mm-hmm. those things with issue because it's people who are not really for you but right. want to come up off of you. Right. Uh, women that's not really for, for you, you but want to come up off of you. you. You know what I'm saying? But you got to think, right, even with Jackson State, I've been trying to study Jackson State. I've been trying to look into it because, you know, Dion is there. It's a poor city. Mm. So with the NIL deal, having that kind of money in a poor city like Jackson State, there's a lot of trouble you get into. Now you're powerful down there. That's right. Your power, right. you you, in the and, you're, and you're targeted. Yeah, because now you become now in your mind you are God mm-hmm. because I got all the money. I got all the power. I mm-hmm. got all you know. what I'm saying it's so yeah, definitely you become a, uh, like I say a target. Yes, a huge target. And most of us, and, and think about the type of target you are a target for those who are looking for hope. Yes, and they see it in you. You yeah. are a target for those who, once again, are looking for opportunity. Opportunities they they looking at you. Yes, but then also those who don't want you to succeed, and don't want people like you to succeed. You're a target for them now as well, a big target. So you got a lot that uh, that could be on a young man's back. And if that's my son, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want that on him as much as as much as I may want all the other stuff. Man, I have to think about him and his livelihood. So. If I'm not the type of father that's looking at it like that and it's giving him the advocacy, or if I'm not in the picture. Right, right. Now, what are we setting him up for? Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, man, this has been a good one. I, I enjoyed this, man. I enjoyed this. Um, so, yeah, join Airs. Y'all know uh, at Join Airs 817. Uh, follow us, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, y'all. We building, we building, we building. Uh, we definitely apologize for the hiatus, man. It's been a lot going on with the family unit. Yes. So, we've been, we are 
our brothers that's really committed to, to family. So we've been trying to keep all that, but we're going to try to do a better job of getting the post out there and, uh, and keeping the conversation going. So we want you to join the conversation. So until next time, peace. Peace.